Hey everyone, this is Sal and welcome to the Cryptocurrency Informer, a weekly series highlighting some of the more notable events going on in the crypto and crypto adjacent spaces. Today's episode will cover events happening the week ending July 3rd, 2020. This week is all about security and encryption. AT&T is getting sued over their alleged involvement in a SIM swap scam. A potentially pricey bug was discovered in Blockstream's liquid network and Senator Lindsey Graham apparently wants to make encryption obsolete. More information about all of the stories discussed today can be found on talk.bitcoin.tax. On Wednesday, it was reported that telecom giant AT&T was being sued again for allegedly allowing a SIM swap attack to occur on one of their customers, Seth Shapiro. This follows a $240 million lawsuit back in 2018 by Michael Turpin, in which Turpin claims he lost millions of dollars worth of crypto due to multiple SIM swap attacks that occurred. Now, for those listening who are unfamiliar with a SIM swap attack, I will provide a brief summary of what they are and then provide documentation for how to best protect yourself from one on talk.bitcoin.tax. Most people are familiar with 2FA or two-factor authentication, an additional security measure provided by many websites meant to prevent bad actors from gaining illegitimate access to a user's account. It's also commonly used to allow a legitimate user access to an account that they are unable to log into using traditional methods. For example, if they've forgotten their password. One very common form of 2FA is receiving a text message with a one-time code to confirm ownership of an account. However, this form of security has a major flaw. If someone who doesn't own the account is able to intercept that text message containing the code, they would be able to gain access to that account. Apparently, that is exactly what happened to both Seth Shapiro and Michael Turpin. In both cases, the lawsuits allege that bad actors were able to convince AT&T employees that they owned the accounts, and the accounts were moved from the original SIM cards to the bad actor SIM card. Now, this is what's known as a SIM swap. Normally, a legitimate procedure that is used when someone wants to move their phone number to a new phone, for example, if they lost their phone, they broke their phone, or they simply want an upgraded model. After a SIM swap, a bad actor will be able to receive a 2FA text message to gain access to a victim's account. And in the world of crypto, this spells financial trouble. Now, both cases are still ongoing, and there's a lot more nuance to a SIM swap attack, but they certainly occur and can clearly cause a lot of financial trouble. They are a legitimate cybersecurity threat, and if you are someone who relies on an SMS-style 2FA to protect yourself, you should check out the links we provided on talk.bitcoin.tax to learn more about the attacks and how to protect yourself from them. This week, there were reports that Blockstream, a blockchain company, had a serious vulnerability in their Liquid Network. The Liquid Network is considered a sidechain. It operates using LBTC, a token that represents Bitcoin one-to-one. Coindesk provides a good TLDR on how this works. Quote, when Bitcoin moves onto Liquid, it goes through a peg-in process where Bitcoin is stored in a secure wallet moderated by the Federation. LBTC is created and redeemed when Bitcoin is deposited. The process reverses when Bitcoin is withdrawn. An emergency caveat does exist when Bitcoins have not moved from a wallet for 30 days. In that case, a two of three multi-sig approval is activated in order to preserve the network. End quote. A blockchain developer named James Presswich on Twitter discovered that, quote, for just under an hour, the emergency two of three controlled 870 Bitcoin, end quote. According to James, this is an emergency failsafe that was activated when there was really no emergency, and by doing so, it made a large quantity of Bitcoin vulnerable to internal theft. It's a very interesting situation, and we've provided links to the Twitter thread involving James Presswich and Adam Black, who is the CEO of Blockstream. In addition, we've linked to Blockstream's official response, 
So if you want to find out more information, go check those out. Finally this week, we saw the introduction of the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act. There's a lot to unwrap with this story, but we'll keep it brief. The government has long desired to have backdoor access to encrypted systems. A well-known example of this is when the FBI wanted Apple to provide access to the San Bernardino shooter's iPhone back in 2016. We'll provide a link to that story if you haven't heard about it, but the FBI did not get its way. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, denied the FBI with the reasoning that providing them with the backdoor would put Apple users at risk and would also be a slippery slope to allowing government access to encrypted data whenever they requested it. Fast forward to this week, the new Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act, introduced by Senator Lindsey Graham, would force companies to do just that, give the government access to encrypted data when requested for criminal and national security issues. Encryption is a key component of cryptocurrency. So what does this mean for the world of crypto? Well, it's difficult to say. The real effects won't be fully evident until the bill is passed, if that ever even happens. As history has shown, there is certainly a fine line between keeping people safe and overstepping the boundary of privacy. There are two sides to the coin. Will this bill infringe on inherent rights, or will it help make the world safer? Politicians generally are not known as being tech savvy, and many fear that a fundamental misunderstanding of encryption technology could spell trouble for the rights of many. But only time will tell. We'll certainly stay on top of any important developments in this story. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Cryptocurrency Informer. Don't forget, if you want to read more about each of these stories, go to talk.bitcoin.tax and click on the Cryptocurrency Informer link. Every episode is accompanied by a number of relevant links for each story, so you can do your own in-depth research on the topics that interest you. Be sure to stay tuned every Friday for a new episode, and don't forget to subscribe. The U.S. tax deadline of July 15th is quickly approaching. If you haven't done your crypto taxes yet, don't panic. Head over to Bitcoin.tax, where we make it easy to calculate your cryptocurrency capital gains. Everybody stay safe and have a great holiday weekend.